1: Hello, hockey world. It's Thursday, April twenty-first, twenty sixteen. I'm Michael Agello.
2: I'm Jillian Fisher.
1: I'm Russ Cohen from
3: Sportsology, and later I will talk about the storm clouds that are moving in for the Washington Capitals later in the broadcast.
1: Wow, nice, nice, nice teaser, Russ.
2: And I'm, I'm
3: trying Michael. to be a weatherman because they—they're such a joke now. It's like, like coming in from the west. Yeah.
2: Would we'll technically yeah. be from like the north. East a little bit, right? Because
1: of the because of the lower pressure and the um was the the Nordic verdict vortex polar. They, they flat out lied on the news today. They basically said,
3: "Stay tuned for really bad weather." There's really there's a there's rain moving in. Turns out it, it might rain tonight for like ten minutes, and then it's clear for like the next five days.
0: Wait wait a second, Russ. That's every Buffalo weather person from <laughs> December until March. That's
3: every. I could never watch the news. I was getting my oil changed. I was like held captive.
1: My kids – got to move on. But my kids believe the weatherman. I had this argument with them. The weatherman controls the weather. Not predicts it, but controls it. And just why is the weatherman doing this to us? And I'm like, what do you mean? Why is he giving us this kind of weather? son is- of up- a <laughs> <laughs> – That
2: darn weatherman controlling my weather. Not giving me snow days. What's the breaking news Russ? This
1: is a girl in pre-calculus. Okay. All right, anyway, continue. All right.
2: Well, you know, Hollywood Life says that
3: TMZ is reporting that Prince has died.
2: Yeah.
1: Prince has
3: died. Oh no! you Kidding me. And.
2: And China and so, as well. The wrestler.
3: Yeah, China, the wrestler died as well. Um.
2: But Prince is alive. Prince,
3: Prince, yeah, that's, that's pretty big news. Apparently, at all. his estate in in Minnesota, maybe from the flu. He was at the hospital for the flu the other day. This is all, like, breaking, but, you know, that's what we've got wow. so
1: far. Wow. Yeah,
3: yeah, this is oh, this wait, is yeah, here. it was confirmed to Associated Press. Jeez, wow. This year has
2: been brutal. Like, I, like, when I think about, like, when New Year's Eve, when they do, like, the in-memoriam, I'm like, this is yeah. – I, I just – every time I feel like I turn around, there's some huge name, like some legend. Yeah, yeah. Real.
1: Is it just our age? I'm thinking that's what I think. Like is it just like yeah, the like, like the people old. that were famous when we were kids are now dying and that's He's why only we,
0: seven years old. It's like you know, unless unless it was like, you know, like, like a Michael Jackson situation where he was you know, taking uh propofol, the, this this yeah. drug that basically people take for like heart surgeries. You know, like a, a, you know, he was taking it to sleep. I remember Robin Williams who said some joke. He says, you know, he was taking it to sleep. That's like going for chemotherapy to, 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 instead of shaving your head. Yeah, I mean, right. You know, it's like, I mean, it's just it's it's terrible. This is absolutely terrible.
3: We're losing he's been fighting all, the flu for weeks. So you know. Here's the funny thing about the flu. Like you can get fluid in your lungs. Like it can oh, be. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's,
1: it's not. People do die from the flu every year. You know. Yeah. Not, that's why you get your flu. Oh, that sucks. It sucks, man. I remember going to see the movie Purple Rain as a kid in theaters. I just, I love that movie. I mean, I for me to get into that kind of music at that time was really weird. But I totally got. I totally bought into it.
3: Well, did the other girl die this year too? One of uh, the uh, Vanity or Apollonia? Vanity, Vanity. Yeah, I mean, I, I saw her in my New York hotel once, and she was really nice. Hmm. Oh. All
1: right. right. Well,
0: and, and and just to say this, because I I remember this when uh, George Harrison was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. They had an all-star band that did uh, My Guitar Gently Weeps. So it was Jeff Lynne and Tom Petty and Steve Winwood and a few others, and the guitar solo was done by Prince. And I tell you something you know because the guitar solo the, on the original my guitar gently Weeps was Eric Clapton and it's, it's great Prince's guitar solo was it was one of the best live solos I had ever
1: seen yeah, yeah. and
0: it was very very underrated not only you was know, a songwriter he you know, a very popular mu- popular musician popular uh, millions of albums sold but he was a very underrated musician in terms of his guitar. Uh, abilities. I remember that, like after Purple Rain, there was talk about a Jimi Hendrix movie, and they were talking about Prince playing Jimi. Yeah, Jimi yeah. And it, there it, very I mean, look, I laughed that he was a symbol, that his name was a symbol. Sure, I did laugh at that. I have to admit that.
1: Well, yeah. But anything, get back. But you know, it you know, I mean it, yeah, there's there's so much we can talk about there. But okay, well, there you go. Sorry guys. Sorry to start the show that way, but that sucks. You
2: start the show on a high note for sure. I tried
3: to put the breaking news in before and Mike put the brakes on it. Blame Why Mike. Was hockey. Hashtag blame Mike. Yeah. All right.
1: Well let's um <laughs> let's jump into um like I said before, if the Flyers win this series it's gonna be in seven and I guarantee that.
2: because uh, <laughs> there's no other way. <laughs>
1: I know. I've said it all along. Um, I did not see the game last night. Like I said, I was, and so I probably shouldn't watch games anymore because the Flyers win when I don't watch them. But um, yeah, this was uh, so you were at the game, Russ. What? What? And you were at there. You were there too, Julian. What? What did you think yeah. of it down? What? What happened? I'll let
2: Julian go first. Me go first. Yeah. What take? What take do you want on it? It was. I can give you from the stands. I was sitting in the stands. Um, that's a good take. Yeah. yeah. Um. Well, it was funny. The kid that we were with, his first playoff game, and we were like pumping him up, so excited. Like, dude, playoff hockey is unlike any other hockey. Like, we yeah. walk in there, you can feel the energy. We walk in, and we're like, the heck is going on? Yeah. It was so dead. Really? You could feel it. You could feel that the fans that were there knew that this was either won the last game of their season. If they win, it was going to be the last game at Wells Fargo. And even if they won, it's. It's not looking good. Like it's not, this is not a serious, this is a serious team. The Caps are a serious team, and you could feel that. And so we get up there. We we got in pretty much right before the game, like the in-game pre-game video start. And I've never seen it that empty in there at that time. So that was. And for as much as I want to get disappointed, um, everybody said, you know, instead of throwing your bracelets on the ice, you could sh- sh- Stop going. Don't go to the game if you don't like the product. Don't go. Um, and that seems like what some people did. They were like, I don't, I wasn't happy with that. I'm not going. No, well, I see you shaking your head.
3: Yeah, I don't understand. Do do people not realize they're in a rebuild and they just happen to make the playoffs? Like, are they? If, if I don't understand, there are some media guys out there that are like, Oh, look, we're getting outclassed. Ron Hextall has to go out
2: and get top talent next year. He's no. not doing that. No, the the, the team is. I say I always say like they're in a stage right now where in a couple of years they're going to be serious like they they should be a very serious contender and for a great playoff run. So I'm not I think this is a great playoff run for the six players on our team who have never been in the postseason, never been in the playoffs. I think it's great for the team. Um so yeah, it was a little disappointing to see I mean by the time the game started, fans just started to fill in. And you but you could tell people were watching with some some, they were on their edge. edge of their see even after they scored, they got excited. It was still pretty quiet, and I was joking. We were up in the last row in section 214, and we were trying so hard to like start. Let's go, Flyers! Chance, and and the three guys I, I was with have pretty that. big voices.
3: What you even tweeted that? I retweeted it because you were trying to
2: get a chat going. I know, and like so we, every now and then you would get something, but we were trying so hard, and the, the three guys I were with they go to union games. They have big voices. They do the cheering for the in the supporter section there. So like they're all about that. And they were like like the one guy was like, Come on, Toe fourteen, what are you doing? Um, so but I, I would say the last five minutes you could really feel the crowd getting into it because they were finally like, okay, I think we're gonna win. I think I think it's okay to say we're gonna get excited because they've seen the team collapse and the Caps are a dangerous team. They are capable of, it seems like, almost anything. And the fans, it was great to see them get a win. It was.
0: I mean, yeah. Russ, you, Russ, you were there. I mean, I, I, and I was watching the game periodically. I Again, I think that the Flyers played a more complete two-way game in front of Neuwirth than they did in any of the first three games. Now, I'm not, not, not blaming Mason, but maybe there's a psychological thing where they think that they can take more risks with Mason in goal, and with Neuverth in goal, they know that they have to play more responsible to get the win. I, I don't know. All I know is I thought they were they were much more uh, complete last night than they were in any game in the series.
3: Yeah, I don't think it, it's that they played better for Neuverth. I think they just got their stuff together for that one. And, and, again, I'm not one of these guys that will blame Mason either. The, yeah. the interesting things in this game was, pregame, I didn't like the addition of Colin McDonald because I'd rather see speed than a big, strong guy come in the lineup, right? And now he's getting undue praise because he laid some hits, and and they won the game 2-1. But I've got to tell you, if they think Colin McDonald's going to get them over the hump to beat the Caps, he's not. Yeah. He's he was slow. Game he was slow. He was slow. He was like three steps behind everybody. They won this game because they held on at the end, and the defense held, and the goaltending held, but you can't expect to do that every game for the like 18 minutes of the third period, holding on against the Caps, having Neuberth cover up everything, and watching Ryan White lose every face-off because Claude Giroud, too injured to take most of these faceoffs. So there's a problem there. Now, it doesn't mean they can't win next game, I think they're going to be right in the game, and and they'll have a chance. But I think the Caps game plan now is going to change a bit too. I think yeah. what they're going to do is they know now that the Flyers are not going to give them a million power plays. They finally went back to their old ways with that. So I think now they will just attack a little better. I think they sat back a little bit too mm-hmm. much earlier in the game and then cost them late in the game when the game got defensive. But I'll tell you some funny things that happened. So in, in post-game – Dan Ellis was spotted in the building. We all saw Dan Ellis, so we were wondering, why is Dan Ellis there? Is he there because Hopey's knee is really bad? No, Dan Ellis was there just sort of like just in case, but Dan Ellis was very happy because otherwise he was going to be on a 10-hour bus ride going <laughs> to his AHL playoff game a day ahead of time, and instead he got to fly to Philly, go to the game, and then fly to wherever their team is. I forget right this moment, and yeah. he'll start for them. The next game, so that was sweet for Dan Ellis. You know, that was that was I a really funny liked,
1: moment. I want to throw it out there too. I really like Dan Ellis as a guy. He's yeah. a fun, he's a really nice person. He's a really so that nice a fun. Person. That was a fun thing. Um, cool. Dave Haxtell really underplayed
3: the fact that this is just a win and it's nothing more than that. And and I totally disagree. Like I get when coaches understate stuff, yeah. but you know what? This was a win that staved off elimination. It's more than just a win. So because your whole season would have ended. If something would have happened in that game, and then it would have been a horrific loss, right? So I just, I don't like when a coach understates that, but he did get a little bit better as the press conference went on, but he, he didn't give up much. At the end of the day, I didn't go into the Caps room. The Flyers room was obviously really good, but I think even the Flyers know, hey, we probably need even a better effort than this to oh, win yeah. the net. Yeah, yeah
2: that third period effort was the whole time you're watching, we're like, we're sitting up there saying, they cannot. This is going to end poorly. This is not going to end well. There's too much. There's too much power on the light and on the. Exactly, that's what I
1: felt about the Sharks Kings game. That's what I was watching that game too. Like, uh, come to watch that. I felt like the Sharks were dooming themselves. Like they felt like, you know, and like I said in my text, can anyone in the world, for the love of God, stop Luke Shen? You know, like Luke Shen is completely. And I and you know and I really do think that you know when you go through the history of flyers that they've gone on to the Kings it's pretty incredible you know with Richards and Kanye. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, the one one final note on on the uh, Washington Philadelphia
0: game Scott Lawton uh, will be discharged yeah. from a Philadelphia yeah. hospital today so you know there was a, 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 obviously precautionary measures you know, when when he hit slammed into the boards yep. and you could tell that everybody was i mean everybody was scared because the but the they caps had multiple were. doctors on the ice they did you yeah. Yeah,
2: When you see a stretcher coming out you you never want to see that you never mm-hmm. want to and it No you it. never want to but what I'm saying the
0: concern you can see the concern on the face of the caps players mm-hmm. as well as the flyers players
1: yeah i mean i the scariest moment like that i ever remember was the was the svoboda hit remember that oh yeah that that was the moment when I really thought someone was I thought I didn't know if he was alive. It was one of those moments. It was just really kind of crazy. He turned out to be fine, but Peter Sabota was an old flyer. Flyers game. Well, I did I did get a couple texts from people who want our optimism, and said, "Tell us how the Flyers can possibly come back and win this series." Okay. okay so I went back to um, I went back to actually an article I wrote on May sixth, twenty ten. Okay, which was which was at that point. Here here's the article. Um, I put, Will history be made? Detroit and Philly were both down three nothing, and here's how they can do it. All right, and I turned out to be right on that one because the Flyers <laughs> did come back and this one. But this was this was my so this is I'm just throwing that out there. But but I went back to here and I, to look into seeing exactly how it can be done. And you know basically what what has to happen is you usually game four. You remember the Flyers Boston series? that came back. They won that game in overtime, right? right. mm mm-hmm. um. They were that close to losing the series um, in game four. And usually you need to get a lucky game four win, you know, and I think that's sort of what the Flyers got last night, a little bit of a lucky win that they – it's what it sounds like. I don't
2: know if it was luck. I don't know if it was strictly good I'm not buying that. Okay, well, well,
1: well, okay, so let's move on to game five. Now, game five, whenever a series is 3-1 and a team loses a series, they always look back at game five with great remorse. Like, that's the game – that's the game that you have to put them away. Like this is your, this is this is the the, the favor is right now with the Capitals in Game Five. They're home, they, and if they don't, if they take the game seriously, I mean the 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 Caps have blown more three-one leads than any team in NHL history. There's another optimism for you, but but that's you know. So right now it's three-one. It's not three-nothing anymore. So, and obviously if you win Game Five, then it really does get fascinating because you get the momentum has switched shifted now to a team winning two games. You know, and you I know
3: yesterday I did I felt I felt like they would eke one out they eked it out I think they could eke out another one I think they're gonna have to change the game plan a little though because I think that one got a little scary but I think I think they could eke another one out believe it or not game six at home it's hard to tell you that they're going to win that one because the Caps won there before so it's not like they're worried about winning there Mm -hmm. and the Flyers have a lot of heart so I could see them sort of matching them in the next game but at the end of the day, they're sort of like that tra- that transistor radio that the batteries are getting low. Yeah. And and that's really what's happening here with a lot of the guys that are injured. Never say never. I don't want to tell a fan you shouldn't yeah, no, no, I mean the odds no, no. no, no.
2: no, no. are against
1: them, and, and there's no question about that. But yeah. the odds
2: no, are really against them. Yeah, and wow. I also think that given the Flyers' situation mm-hmm. – they have to. I would. I would have to see the fact the Flyers win Game Five and come down from like a, being, you know, not taking the lead in the, in the first period. Not. I would like to see them be able to respond to adversity not with passion or emotion. Just go out there and play hockey because that's that's the only way I see them being able to yeah. dig out of 0-3 hole too. If they can't respond to to adversity in game without blow imploding. Then, then there's also – I don't want to say there's no hope, but it's going to be hard because the, the Capitals will goals. capitalize.
0: You know, the only that will go a long way. The only way that Philadelphia can come back in this series is, is that they attack the Washington defense, the shorthanded Washington defense. With Orpic out, you're playing Nate Schmidt and Taylor Chorney. I mean, mm-hmm. they're going to be playing Carlson and Niskanen and Alsner major, major minutes, and you're going to have to make it painful for them. You know, you're going to have to forecheck like crazy against those guys and wear them down. If they can do that, then they may have a chance, but I, I just don't see it.
2: The Caps are a great team. They are, and this is a, a powerful team, so it's yeah. it's an uphill battle for sure. It a, is. Big yeah.
0: problem,
3: a big problem yesterday, which could get bigger is the Flyers, for some reason, were matching up their fourth line against Oshie's line, and Oshie was just so much faster than them that he was getting so many scoring chances you knew he would put one in that
1: game. Yeah. Okay. I'm trying to control it, but um, I don't know if it's oh you, or... Are you um? Yeah, log out for a second, and Jillian um, um, and I will continue here for a second. What's um, happening? What's happened? Now, everybody, has, when we get this echo, sometimes it's uncontrollable. Oh. And log out and log back in too for you. Okay. I will just now that they're all gone. I'll tell you what I really think. I'm just kidding. Good. <laughs> okay.
2: Right. Soace, so you want me to log out as well?
1: No, you actually stay there. You sound okay. I think you're okay. We have to figure I, out who I, it is.
0: I'm okay now.
1: You're okay, so it's Russ. It's Russ's problem. Let's see if Russ. Always
0: is Russ's fault. fault.
1: Um, um. Yes. Yeah. So anyway, sort of. So why don't, we, why don't we move on to Florida and the Islanders? Florida yeah, and the Islanders. Um, and let's – everybody turn your volume down a little bit maybe because um, you're getting some kind of echo still. That's kind of weird. Um, Either that – that, it, it, it just comes and goes. It's just – The volume will either kill the echo or you just won't be able to hear it. <laughs> it are
2: you still getting an echo? It's better. No, it's fine.
1: It's fine. A little bit better there I think. All right. So okay. yeah, just we'll go with that. Um, Okay, so – Let's go to Florida and the Islanders again. I didn't watch this game, so you guys have to help me with this one. Mike, you want to start with this well, one?
0: Well, the the thing that was sort of central in this game was the uh, there was a Jonathan Huberdeau goal. I believe it was in the in the second period, it may have been in the first. I was flipping back and forth between this one and Washington and Philly, but the the I flipped back at the moment that this was being reviewed. At first, it was being reviewed for whether the puck had crossed the crease because Huberdeau had been tripped or it was sliding into Grice – and it ended up that his skate uh, had put, pushed the puck over the, the goal line. So then Gerard Gallant used his uh, video review to say – to dispute that there was goaltender interference. Um, and uh, it, it, you know, they, they didn't – so it took almost ten minutes mm, for them mm. to be able to determine that it was n- no goal.
1: Wow, ten minutes. That's that's crazy. That that really just that is totally like we talked about, there's a yeah. couple problems with this thing, but that's one of them. I mean that's a huge getting problem. out
3: of hand. It is. I didn't see the game either. I'm gonna take a page. I, I had a guy writing it, Leslie Montero, on my website on Sportsology, and he said and he's been following the series closely, he felt like with about three minutes to go, that Jack Capuano should have pulled Thomas Grice. And I, I agree. It seems like he was mm. afraid to lose three one rather than tie it up. And that's something that Capuano has gotten ripped for before, like sort of playing it safe. And you got to take chances. I mean, the only way the Islanders are going to win this series is if they take chances. They didn't take a chance then.
1: Okay, I've it's- talked to people about this. This is an interesting topic. I've talked to people go- because, you know, before you never pulled a goalie with three minutes to go. And this is the Patrick Waugh thing that's happened, right? So Patrick Waugh, well, now we can pull goalies all the time. You know, we pull them with five minutes to go. Right. Um, but – you know the old the old feeling of this was very different that you know you would try to put you put your goalie with 90 seconds to go roughly that was usually your spot and you know and if you if they scored on you you know you put your goalie back in and you wouldn't lose by three goals or four you know right. now everyone you know is fine losing by three or more goals and and, yeah. and honestly why not you know we really we yeah. all say at the end of the day but you know, I talked to somebody about this and he said, well, no, there is a why not to that. There is this concept of, you know, not giving the other team all these goals at the end of the game that make that make them feel like, you know, like and if you notice the other night Laviolette did he pulled his goalie um against the Ducks and then there was about 45 seconds left and they're still down 3-nothing. He put his goalie back in. And you, and you think to yourself, okay, well, why is he doing that? You know, but There's I think no that chance
0: of you scoring three goals in 45 seconds. Right. That's and
1: the and so why reason. give them a fourth? Why keep continue giving yeah. them confidence, like giving but them this more and more. Two, game. What was that? But this was a two-one game. This is a two-one yeah. game. Yeah. So it is kind of but, strange. I mean, I agree there.
0: But the thing is, Russ, I and I, I was watching the last 10, 15 minutes of this game, uh, after Petrovic had scored the goal to put them up two to one. Uh, the Islanders were buzzing Lozano in the final, I'd say three, four minutes. He made a, a number of key saves. I mean, he played, he was playing very well, and and the Islanders were carrying the play. So maybe Capuano was thinking, we're getting chances five on five. I don't need to take the risk of pulling the goalie until the absolute last minute possible. And he did, but they didn't, they didn't tie it up. I mean, they had an opportunity with I think it was three or four seconds left. Brock Nelson almost tied the game. And, you know, I don't think it's a, the case of them playing with house money because you go up three-one going back to Florida, you got the, you got the knife at their throat. So right. now it's a, a completely
1: new series. Right. Uh, let's move to um. Let's move. To, let's move to LA and and San Jose because this one's really this was really a fascinating game. Um, I did get to watch most of this game, and uh, you know this. San Jose, this is just a different San Jose team than the team that fell behind before. Now, they did get I think that they had moments in the third period where they slipped into that other San Jose team, though. They were... They're still... When they're you let Luke Shen get you back into the game, like that, you know, Luke Shen scores on a, you know, he, the one goal is taken away from him, but he still made the goal, and then he scores the he scores the other goal. I'm 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 not taking
0: any anything away from San Jose the way they're playing right now because they're playing great, but there is still hints of a gag reflex there. I just have to. Oh say. no, there is, and
1: and and I think it's I think it's not like we talked about before, like you know, you brought up so perfectly the other day, Russ, is that part of that is just that LA is really a character a gutsy team, like LA comes back on anyone. I mean, it, right, and the do. fact is the Sharks have played I saw that this is this is like a record 18 straight playoff games against the Kings. They haven't played anybody else. Gosh. Right. <laughs> That's I mean, a lot. Like, I know they played two-seven game series and now four games, but the Sharks have played no one else. Well, I mean, the, the the thing is is
0: that I mean, you could tell, I would say the first half of the game it was the Sharks versus Jonathan Quick. I mean, I, 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 the Kings really didn't show much in the first period, and Quick was keeping them in that game. And then once they scored that opening goal, from Bur- I think it was from Burns, uh, I, per- I perceived a little bit of a sag on the Kings throughout the rest of the second period and even early into the third when they took a 3 nothing lead. And then all of a sudden, it was almost like Peter DeBoer and the Sharks took the foot off the gas pedal and let the Kings back in the game. And you know they, that there's the thing. It's like they, you know, they're if if anything, they're equal in talent right now to the Kings. But there is that killer instinct that the Kings have had in the past. And right now, I mean, the Sharks almost almost blew that game in the third period. You know, when Luke Shen is scoring two goals on you. I mean, that's you know. So I it, they're they're down they're down three to one. But I, I don't put it past the Kings to come back in the series. I still don't. I, I think
2: it's a much more evenly matched series. And the Kings have that championship caliber. They have really? that. Um, they know how to win. So it's the, the Sharks cannot take the foot off the pedal. They have to keep keep converting on uh, on the penalties as well. When you get a power play, that's that what that is what won them that game really. They, all three of their goals yeah. came on uh, power plays. So yeah. the Kings, if the Kings tighten up a little, it could be completely different, completely different games.
1: I mean,
3: I watched really as bad. much as I could. You know, it's like. When you watch these games, especially after covering another one, you feel like you're on like a local anesthetic. Like it's just <laughs> a matter of time until I fall asleep, right? So oh, I don't yeah, even know yeah. Yeah. yeah I, don't no, even I don't know when I fell asleep, but the point I didn't notice that many changes in the Sutter game plan and this is where I sometimes question his coaching because he has great players, he has a great team. He you know, they love his speeches. When we talk to him, we kind of don't know how smart he is, but he's obviously hockey smart.
1: And he could be a Muppet. We're not sure. Right.
3: He could be. And yet, but I do kind of wonder, like, when he gets tested like this, I do kind of wonder about the X's and O's part of him. And this is a something that's desperately needed by them now because their defense is weakened. Right. Uh, Luchik hasn't really worked into what we thought he would be with them yet. No. And so, like, this is now they, they sort of have to pull a
0: rabbit out of their hat. And, Russ, they did the same thing last night that they did in in Game 3. When when they were killing penalties, they went to Kopitar – and I, you know, either Dustin Brown or Carter, and then Doughty and Muzzin, and I'm like, they're using their top flight players who should be yeah. used in offensive situations. They're using them on defense. They're, you know, I I didn't see the numbers, but I would doubt that. I would be shocked if Doughty didn't at least play 30 minutes last night. And it's like you you've got to mix in your other players to, to, to on special teams. Otherwise, you know, by game six or game seven, if you get there, Kopitar and Doughty are going to be dead. I know.
1: Can I ask a question that no one seems to want to ask, but that, I think, is really true about the Kings? Does anyone else think that Kopitar is overrated a bit? I don't. I mean, I love him as a player and as a person and I, his character and everything like that, but, you know, and, and I know a little bit of his game is similar to, like, the way Jonathan Taves' game is. Like you, he, he There's a certain thing, like, okay, the, he. You could, Jonathan Taves doesn't throw up great numbers either, but he's going to, he's he's such a, you know, he's going to score big goals at big times and stuff like that, and I, I don't, I'm not trying to diss Kopitar, but I remember before that you remember right before the Kings won the Stanley Cup how many people were questioning Kopitar in sure. LA in LA it was it was a really is this guy for is this guy a real disappointment I remember people talking about he could be traded all this stuff
0: There, there were people questioning Steve Eiserman before he won cups in Detroit remember they were going to talk about trading him to Yeah I and mean, I know that's
1: normal but I, sometimes and I'm not I don't even know if I'm if I know the answer to my own question. But sometimes when I I watch Kopitar because we don't get to I don't get to see him every night, so it's hard to tell. He's one of those guys, and, and Taves is the same way. Like I can watch. I've always thought Jonathan Taves because because Canada. I mean, he's he walks on water in Canada, Jonathan Taves, right? So, yeah. I,
3: here's the thing I'd say about both guys. All right, so Taves definitely even even with the Kings winning cups, Taves definitely has a, a more talented offensive cast always than than Kopitar, and yeah. so I think that. Unduly falls on him to put up crazy numbers. But he's also better defensively right. than Jonathan Taves. is a better defensive player now than Jonathan Taves is. But the problem is, is like what Mike said and what I noticed too, is that his coach is leaning on him way yeah. too much in that area. And so anybody would be sort of weakened a little bit if, if they're asked to play crazy defensive minutes, the PK, everything else. And he's playing them full shifts. Like this is almost like me coaching a team and just saying – yeah, you two go out there and just you know when it runs out, then I'll put you and other guys out there. You know, yeah. like
1: it's, <laughs>
0: yeah. Tip, yeah. it's to play Anze Kopitar or double shift if you're playing stradomatic hockey, but when it's, you're actually playing real hockey, it's it's yeah. sort of sort of different.
1: Well, what's fascinating about this, you know, my me winning this bet between you, with the you, rest is that um <laughs> oh,
0: <brother.
2: laughs> you haven't won yet, not yet. Well, I know, we haven't
1: play. won yet. It's true, We've won nothing yet, but I'm two away now. Yeah, um, is that the Kings and Hawks, both former Stanley Cup champions, are actually playing against two teams that are deeper than them? Like, the, the, the Sharks are deeper than the Kings, and the Blues are deeper than the Hawks. Um, and, like I said many times, I, well, part of that comes from – part of that is the problem with winning. Like, the, the, when the Hawks win, they have to pay their players more, and then they run into salary cap issues, and they lose guys like they've lost Brendan Sot They lost, you know, Andrew Lattie's wait, back but
3: now. But wait, how are the Blues deeper than the Hawks? The Hawks yeah. have better goaltending.
1: Yes. They no, way more goaltending. Are you way kidding? Way better. No, way better, I,
2: what? I didn't that. hear you rest. Way better what? Goaltending, goal goaltending. Goal yeah, they do. It's
1: I don't think book. that's true at all.
3: Are you kidding me with Darling and no, that and that Crawford? Good. That's practically the best tandem in hockey.
1: Oh man, we could yeah, definitely debate know, that you you one. I'm not going to get ball into ball that, ball. but I, I that let's uh, save that one I, for I later.
2: Want, I like the Blues have a better. I don't Scott Darling. Oh my god
1: stop. So, no, 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 I no, this, I mean the
2: Hawks the Hawks we've all, we've said this for years though that the Hawks aren't as deep on defense. They kept winning that's true. without that depth, but I I think that lack of depth is starting to show a little bit. Yeah, you know? and, and and
0: the thing is the thing is they got they got through it last year in the Stanley Cup final and the Stanley Cup playoffs with three defensemen and overplaying Duncan Keith. This year, you know, they had the opportunity to go, and, they, and we said this at the deadline, Russ. We were talking about, you know, Christian Erhoff wasn't the the, the move to address their defensive situation. Sure. They needed to go out and get a defenseman who could replace Oduya on that second pairing to give them two pairs who could eat up minutes. And now, you know, they're putting Trevor Rand Reamsdyke at 20 minutes, and I think he's a good young player, but he's not. Somebody who's I think ready for that premium but role. He's and made some mistakes
1: in the last couple of games for sure, right? And he, yeah. I mean, his giveaway was deadly. Um, but also, people forget all the big goals that Patrick Sharp scored in the playoffs for the Hawks all these years. I mean, Patrick Sharp would yeah. score a big goal when they needed one too. And there's another player who's not there, right?
0: Well, I mean, well, th- and this is the thing. And they, they were talking about this on uh, on uh, on Hockey Central this mo- this uh, this afternoon. Okay. Taves, Kane, Lad, Panarin. They're not scoring right now. You know Andrew Shaw, the the, the suspended Andrew Shaw has yeah. been. Hosa is not scoring, so they're not getting enough offense out of their key players. And Tarasenko, and I made this point over and over. Tarasenko has been unstoppable. I mean, the the, the Hawks really need to find a way to neutralize him. Whether that means being physical with him and knocking him around a little bit or whatever, but they Did have, to have stop
3: 40 him. goals. Who neutralizes Tarasenko?
0: Like nobody does. I'm, I'm talking about like in the playoffs for when you know you're you're gonna take some runs at guys. Then you do yeah. that for a reason. And then I'm just saying that you know be physical with the guy. Maybe he maybe he gets he fights through. Maybe he doesn't. I'm just saying yeah. you can't just let him walk around your defense and beat you like he's beat you the first four games. Is What's funny true? is both of these teams
3: have deep farm systems too, so it's not like
1: oh yeah, no they're gonna be they're, they're gonna be fine. Off. They're not gonna fall off. But they're also, and the other fact is, they're playing against two teams that have done nothing for five years, but game plan to beat them. Like these are the, the, the Blues and the Sharks have all been all about beating the Hawks and the Kings. They really are, you know. Like when you're winning, you don't you don't do that. You know, you don't say, oh, we right. got to beat the Blues. You're just you're the team to beat, right? So it changes everything. So there's definitely you can see those all those things seem to be working together. I mean, so let's ask this question, okay? There are what five series now that are three one? Is that right?
2: Yeah.
1: Okay, so five series at three one. Um, who's got the best chance of coming back?
2: Kings.
1: King, I think
0: Kings
2: and L. I think Kings in Chicago. Yeah, I still think, I think it's the Kings, Kings before Chicago. Chicago, but I think Kings.
3: Yeah, I would say the Kings for sure. Kings more. I so think so than Chicago,
2: Chicago has the next best. Yeah. Um, I'm not as convinced because those games, the Blues and Hawks games have been so even. It's been always one goal. and yeah. it's just it those games have been, I think some of the best because it's they are so tight. the entire game, it feels like you know n- nobody goes up three, nothing in those games. So yeah. they haven't right. yet. So I
0: think, I think you could stick in, a stick of fork in Minnesota. I mean, they, you know, they, it was a close game yesterday. They won Game Three, but they they lose Game Four in Minnesota. I be, would be shocked if it goes back to Game Six in Minnesota. Um, I, I you know I'll I, just Russ
3: feel chicken disagrees with you, by the way. Yeah, so. I, know, I know. He just texted you know. me. He just texted me. So
1: just texted me, Yeah, tell me, tell me, owes me money. Give him, give him. <laughs> I'm um, Having fricassee tonight,
0: uh, but yeah. no, uh, but yeah, just uh, no. I, I and don't block
2: Thank
1: you. But no, I won't block me. Tell yeah, me. And the
2: Red Wings aren't coming back either, so that's
1: yeah. Uh, was, I mean, that's and but no one's guys. given any, no one's giving any love to the Ducks here. I think the Ducks. Wait,
2: wait, wait, wait that's only the, two on, right? Sorry, not really line,
1: the ducks. I'm sorry. You're
2: right.
1: I'm sorry. One things
3: to say about the Red Wings because before the series began, if Jeff Blasio would have been watching this show, he would have brought up Xavier Louette and now he finally brought up Xavier Luet today. To help that sagging defense, if he didn't wait until he was three one, they'd have a better chance. But well, he I would waited text Jeff
1: right now, Russ, and tell him
0: to watch. wow. All right. I, think Mar- I think Marchenko was hurt, and that's the only reason. You know, it's like basically that was the only reason that our only way. To I, I'm up. just telling you, I think he should have been in there anyhow.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, I, 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 agree. I mean, I think you know Minnesota feels like the longest shot to come back, um, for sure, but. You know, it's hard to say that the stars are this dominant team as well because they. I'm not saying they, that. I'm not saying that not. And and team. you know, when it comes to, I mean, I do I do agree on Niemi. Like I've done, I've been on the Niemi train all along. Niemi last night did what he does best. I tweeted it out, but I've I've met this so many times about Niemi. He does this well. Luongo does this well. Is that when. The game gets crazy. Niemi will freeze the puck every five seconds, and he will he takes he takes the momentum. No one no one freezes the puck more than Anthony Yemi. and he'll sure. take the momentum out of a game so quickly. And he did that last night a couple times when the Wild started swarming. He would just catch the puck because he's got a great glove hand. He catches the puck all the time. He catches anything if it's on this side. He'll catch everything, and then he'll he'll just stop the play all the time. And that really frustrates the heck out of teams. And that is what he that and that helps settle your team down. So. It's it's a small little subtle thing that Emery does, but he does it really well. Probably better than anybody. Um, Luongo does it to a degree as well, but uh, yeah. So okay, so let's go to tonight real fast. Um, Ducks, Predators. I'm sorry, it's not three one yet. <laughs> I apologize. Could but be
2: tonight though. Could be. Could
1: be tonight. Um, I, don't I think do think good. you'll see a different Predators team tonight than you saw in Game Three. The, well, the 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 Predators. I mean, I didn't see the I didn't see the game last night, but it seems don't like they have been. It well, but like there have been three games this year that you know, like the stars didn't show up for Game Three against Minnesota. It sounds like the Caps didn't show up last night, and the Predators didn't show up against the Ducks um, in Game in Game Three. So in Game Four, I expect a different I expect a different outcome, or different at least a different. But you know, this is still a series. I think this Ducks this Ducks Predators thing's going seven. I've said that all along. I don't think it's I'm not changing my thought on that.
3: I don't think Peter change changing the lineup. He was never much for changing the lineup. Now. Whether he tweaks the game plan a little or not, that's possible, but if you remember, he wasn't huge on really changing all that much. That was one of the big knocks on, on LaViolette was the stubbornness. Yeah, well, yeah, Craig yeah,
2: Smith might be
1: out too tonight. He might be out, he, that, tonight, he he so might be out which, is, which okay. does – the one thing that happened more in Anaheim because Boudreaux wanted it is something that I would do. LaViolette is that, is that you ended up with um, the big – the gets left line, okay? against against Ryan Johansson, right? And this this is what Boudreaux was trying to do. He was trying to create that overmatch because Jan you know, Johansson is not not a really good defensive player. Right. Um but he's a big player and that size actually helped neutralize a little bit of that, you know, mm-hmm. of that line. So Lobjat went away from it and honestly, you know, they that they took him apart. So I wouldn't be surprised if we might see that like come back to that kind of thing. Um Johansson is going to break out too. Like it feels like to me watching him at some point he's going to have a big game. Like he last game he towards the end of the game, he was one of the only predators that was really skating and he was still making plays. So, you know, he has incredible speed when he uses it. If if that kid was motivated, he would, you know, he you can see why people are so frustrated with Ryan Johansson.
3: I am gonna tell you this though, and this is one thing that I'm starting to hate about the game of hockey, and I love most of it. And Shane Spirit gave a quote last night and he's incredibly honest. And they asked him about a play at the end of the game, and he goes, Well, I didn't want to take a chance. So I didn't do this. I did that. And now the most offensive players in the league have to think about that first because they've got a coach breathing down their neck not to make a mistake. Like, to me, the worst thing in the NFL is they're so worried about a quarterback throwing an interception that the quarterbacks that throw any interceptions at all get immediately maligned even if they throw seven touchdowns in a game. Who cares if you throw two interceptions if you throw seven touchdowns? Same thing in the NHL. They are really killing a lot of guys' creativity and offense because coaches are like, well, don't even try that pass. You can't do that
2: late in the game. You can't take a chance like that. I uh, have a question, though. Is that game different because it's a 2-1 and your season's on the line? No. I think that's the okay. coach's style. I think that's Dave,
3: Dave Haxtell's style. I think that's the way he's – I think okay. otherwise you would see Jake Vortek taking chances every minute even, even hurt, and he's not. So I, I think that's the style.
2: Okay, so I, I, see, I get
1: what you're saying, yeah. Yeah, no, I'd say that's fair. Um,
3: and it's not just Dave Haxel; it's every coach.
0: Yeah.
1: And then tonight we also have we have the Rangers, right? We have the Rangers game tonight too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Rangers Penguins. This is um. And
0: it sounds like Matt Murray will be in goal for Pittsburgh. It, it doesn't like, sound like Flurry is anywhere close to being ready. But to let's play. address that first, okay? Because we know that Matt Murray shot. Here's the funny thing about concussions, right? Again,
3: I always say, the whatever looks worse doesn't mean it's worse. And just because Murray's shot was worse, that might only be the first concussion in his life or the second one in his life. Flurry's had a bunch. And so now this is really worrisome for, for Mark Andre Flurry. It really is because if he can't play it all this series, I am going to start to worry about his career just a little bit. I am.
1: Oh yeah, no, you have to. I mean, concussions are that serious. I mean you have to start thinking. and, and also it, there's such a the problem with concussions is they play with your mind. Um, yeah. They re- when you you don't you feel like you're better. like you, you, I I grew up with them. I had them all the time. That's why I had to quit playing hockey as a kid. And you feel like you're better one day, and you go out and you're like, wow, because you wake up suddenly because you don't get over a concussion slowly. You just get over it all of a sudden, and it's the strangest thing. Like people say, he's feeling. You know, he'll just know. Usually players just know. Like wow, I feel all of a sudden better. But then there's once in a while you feel all of a sudden better, and then the smallest thing. You know, you turn your head. Someone asks you a question. You turn your head quickly or whatever, and the whole world spins again, and you're like, ah, oh, jeez. I'm not yeah,
3: and I had a concussion. I even found Saturday Night Live laughable, and now I don't.
1: I don't I'm not, <laughs> wow, that, that sounds like more like 48. But yeah, mm-hmm. I can see that. I don't know if it's a concussion based though. Um, Pittsburgh and the Rangers. So what do we think on this one? I mean, this is this is Game Four is often the key game, you know, in a series. This is this is a big one. This is in New York. Um, the Rangers feel like they got robbed in Game Three. Still, they're still complaining about that. You know, here's
3: the funny thing about it. Rangers fans will tell you Matt Murray wasn't tested, but he was
1: tested a lot
3: early. They may have only gotten four shots on him in the third period, but early he was under an onslaught and did really well, and Ranger fans don't want to hear that, but that that was a fact. Now, at least there's a little bit of scouting that they have on Murray now that they can at least figure out a little bit more, but they have to figure out how to get more shots on the Pittsburgh defense, and I kind of don't think it's because they're clogging up the neutral zone. I think it's because they're playing keep away with the puck like they have all year, because once they get the puck, they're out of the zone. Like, you've got to catch them, you've got to hit them to get the puck, or you're not going to get it. And that's a big problem for the Rangers. And so that's that's going to probably be an adjustment in maybe playing the fourth line less, maybe because Dominic Moore has not had a good series. And so maybe, you know, you can't be that committed to four lines. And I, you know, I don't want to say Elaine Bignot should turn into John Tortorella, but he might have to a little bit to, mm-hmm. to get a better result because – Pittsburgh's four lines are better than the Rangers' four lines at the moment, or at least faster. And so maybe you got to go with three and go with your best three. I think that's something. I think on defense they're they're actually playing okay. I mean, actually considering all the things that are going on with their defense, yeah, it's still been pretty solid. And and that's including a horrible game last game by Mark Stahl. It was just awful. But you know that said, Lundqvist is really holding him in there like you expect him we would. Yeah, this is Murray's game. Like whatever ha- happens with Matt Murray will will. Cause the tide in this game. If if he plays a great game, Pittsburgh's going to win. If he's average, then the Rangers are going to win. I really think it's up to Murray.
0: I think the Rangers got to shorten their bench. I agree. I mean, because you can't give Tanner Glass lots of ice time, you know, unless it's on the penalty kill. I mean, what they, you know, honestly, what the Rangers need, and I know that there's injury situations here, but they need the guy that they went out and traded for at the deadline to actually step up. They need Stall to actually show up. I think you know,
3: he's got they, that bad shoulder, and I think every day it looks worse. Because then you know what? Don't play him then. If you can't yeah, play, they won't, him, won't do that. They won't do it. They they just called up their black aces for this game. And they won't play a single one of them. Like, they're just not going to do it. See, the, the call-ups
1: to... work, Russ. Like, emergency call-ups at this point. In time. I mean, like this is what I'm always confused about. Like, there are emergency call-ups. You can call up somebody from the AHL. Can yeah. you even call up somebody from juniors at this point, I thought? Um, if or... their team is alerted, if if I don't think you can, no. No, no, no. If, you're, if their
0: team, if their team is a li- like Michael Dell Cole, could have been called up by the Islanders. They they could have done that because he's on the roster, right? They have to put him on that extended roster, though. Right.
3: right. That's the right. catch. But I don't think. I don't know. I don't, I don't think that's hard to You can't just put a guy that got hot in juniors up on your NHL team unless you had him. On your roster, I believe that's I mean,
0: the rules may have changed, but I remember in the past there have been players that the Leafs had brought up from from junior.
1: Yeah, I in, think as long as they, what I understood is as long as they signed, a, you know, they signed right. them, if they do. They they're to on, be on your a roster. Deal. Yeah, but, they're one of your fifty guys. They're one of your fifty contracts, right? So you have to deal with that. And but I never, never know how that works.
3: I'm not 100. percent We never yeah. see it.
1: because like, I was thinking, you know, like um, you know, there's some, there are some players out there, but it would, you know, it, it would be. <laughs>
0: I'm I'm actually surprised. I mean, unless his unless he just doesn't have any speed anymore. I'm I'm actually surprised that a guy like Danny Paye, who's won a Stanley Cup, couldn't get in the lineup as a
1: fourth he's liner. He's
3: not there. They tried playing him on the PK in his old role, and he doesn't have that speed that he used to. He just doesn't.
1: All right, here's my wacky prediction for the for the playoffs for right now. Like I need I need to throw something out there because I I'm gonna push my luck because I've been so exactly right with everything that you guys know. All right, so here's my. You know, I'm I'm just nailing everything, right? I, I nailed the way the flight, way the playoffs would work out. I nailed. <laughs> all right, stop that. Okay, so, my prediction is the the Red Wings are taking this series to seven. I don't know why. It doesn't make any sense. I just have a feeling. I mean, the Tampa Tampa just won that game. They're all happy now. The Jonathan Duran's the new and everything seems to be going great. And I just – I don't know why. Like, I have a feeling Detroit wins tonight, and if they do that, I think they take it to seven. And I don't – I still think Tampa's going to win the series, but I just have this feeling that that series – like, when we talk about three ones – well, one Did one, NBC they call did we... you this morning?
3: Did, did, did you have a conversation with NBC?
1: No. All right. I'm just asking. Well, because, yeah. I, mean,
0: I mean, I can see I can see your point of view because Detroit was a vastly inferior club to Tampa Bay last year, and they took it to seven.
1: Right, right. But, but – This
0: this this year's Detroit team is vastly worse than last year. <laughs> right, that's the only problem. Even though even though Tampa Bay has injured you know has injuries and Strawman is out and Stamkos is out and J T Brown is out, who's you know role player for them. But still, you know, I, I I I think I don't think it goes seven. I think they either win tonight or they win in Game Five or they win in Game Six in Detroit. Because I don't think Tampa has a problem winning in Detroit. I don't think it goes to Game Seven. By the way, you could almost
3: feel the team in the playoffs of guys that have come through Flyers rookie camp. JT Brown, Van Riemsdyk, <laughs> um, Chris Porter. You know, Chris Porter played for like uh, 10 seconds with the Flyers. He scored the other night. Yeah.
1: You can
2: make Patrick a
3: whole Sharp.
1: team of these guys. Wasn't That's Patrick what, Sharp? That's very true. That's Patrick, really true.
3: Yeah, Patrick Sharp, no, he was already drafted by them. I'm talking ah. about guys you just invite to camp, and then ah. they end up on a, on a playoff roster. Oh,
1: okay. Yeah, they end up in. yeah. They, uh, um, all right, do, do the – what do we think, guys? Uh, Jillian, you first. Do the Blues finish them finish them off tonight?
2: I want to say yes. I do. Um, I think that there's a little more fight in the Blackhawks, but I think that this is having uh, losing Andrew Shaw is going to be a little bit for them. It's going to impact them. But also, I just after watching the Hawks last game. And I just don't know if they can keep it together, especially if the Blues jump out and take the take that initial lead in the game. So, and also I would also just like the Blues to, to win because I want them to kind of bury that hatchet, you know, put the get that monkey off their back, um, and we can all move on. Because I, I I see the Blues winning the series, and I'd like to see them win it tonight. Yeah,
1: yeah, good,
0: good, good. Like
2: uh, I, I can get I, it. I ahead, can't.
0: I can't see shutting down Kane, Taves, Hosa, Ladd, Panarin for five games in a row. So, no, this series goes on. Russ? I think um,
3: as a former clarinet player, the Blues will try and hit that high note, and the read read will be dry. And the read will be dry. We'll have to change the read. And so while they're doing that, Chicago is going to take the game because I think this is going to be Jonathan Tapes' game. Like I've seen him take over games when they've had to absolutely win, and I think that's what's going to happen here. He hasn't had the best series yet, and I think this will be his best game. So no, they're not going to do it tonight.
1: All right. All right. And before they draft Larry one other thing I had in my notes. I'm sorry, Jillian. What did you play the flute? Seriously.
2: No, I played the clarinet. Don't judge. Oh, oh you think... laughed, but yet you played it too. It was just such a funny comparison. It was like, because I played It clarinet. is not,
1: you know, it's not often that both, it's
0: rough. Both of you were wimps. I played the alto sax.
2: <laughs> oh, oh. We could, we could put together a group, guys. Why, what are we waiting for?
1: We could tour the malls of America and play everywhere. Like
2: Mike and Russ, do you think that the Blackhawks end up winning the series? I Mike think still thinks the Blackhawks, Blackhawks
1: are, are gonna win the series? I think
2: Blackhawks are winning. Still. You think wow. Blackhawks would be both? Are wow, okay.
1: They're really see, they're really they refuse to admit that they were wrong. So that's what's happening there.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I picked the blues to win the series. I picked them to win in seven, but
1: So did I. So you and I are right in there well. Yeah.
2: Alright, I actually have to cut out. I have to right. go catch a train. Um
1: you got it, thank you very much. We're, I will talk to you guys later. We will talk to you soon. Enjoy. Thank you so much. All right, um, let's just get on to the lottery simulator then. Go. Oh, one note, the one note I had. Sorry, one note before you. Buff the drummer. Drew Doughty comes out yesterday before the game and says that we're inside the Sharks' head. Sorry, um, that that's a problem to me. Like that's you dumb. don't get inside a team's head by saying you're inside their head. Like the way that happens is never that way. You can, you know, you can never come out and say, yeah, if we win, we're gonna get inside their heads. No, that's not that's not what you do. Sorry. I, I was kinda of surprised. It seemed like a little bit of a rookie mistake for Dally to make. Uh, to me that's yeah. that seems beyond him. But alright, let's go to the draft lottery simulator now. Live. And here it he comes. Any second now. He alright. We are live. Here it goes. Alright, let's start up, but I gotta find it. It is over here. Yeah. Picking yeah, a
3: winner. First.
1: Here we go. The Winnipeg Jets. No, I disagree with that. No, he only does. It's, it's all Toronto-based. You realize this, right? I get I get emails every day about complaining about this. All right, um, too bad. <laughs> Next up, we have the Columbus Blue Jackets. <laughs> Very nice. And following up, the Toronto Maple Leafs. Good.
0: That serves the Leafs right.
1: It does serve the Leafs right. Um, it does. No well, they will
0: take, no. take they will take Matthew Kachuk with that pick because he scored a hat trick last night as London beat uh, Erie in game one of the Western Conference. Hey, you'd
3: rather have Kachuk than, than Liney or, or or Austin Matthews, then go take him.
1: No, no, I'm not saying they want him more than Austin that looks Matthews. That so
3: much better. You know what, I, I take it back. I, I really, I take it this back. This is
1: the worst. I mean, uh, this, I will never wear this again on the show because, I, I mean, it's one of those things that, like, I wear it around the house. I'm like, hey, this looks pretty sharp, you know, but when you when you just see this part of it, it does. All right work.
3: here, this is what you need to do.
1: This is the chant.
3: You say Owa.
1: No. Just do it. I know where you're going with this. I'm not.
3: Tagu say Tagu. <laughs> I, am. I am. And then you just say it.
1: I know. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> I get it. It. Like. it does. It does. It totally does. Or a monk, you know, like it's like kind of like it's kind of a border, but you know, I I was happy with it, and I'm like, oh, I'll wear it on the show because, but you know what? From this angle, it just looks horrible.
0: It's better than those it's better than those biker shirts.
1: Remember without the buzz, it's just hockey. We'll be back tomorrow. I think. At least I'll be back tomorrow. I won't
0: plus.